Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Five Rings to Rule Them All. I'm Sid Ziegler. Will the Olympics happen in Tokyo this summer? They're about uh, eight, ten weeks away. And it's a question on a lot of people's mind. There's a lot of conversation in and around the, the circles of human rights and across the media and the sports world. Grow, the conversation is growing about will the Olympics happen and should the Olympics happen this year? And I'm gonna, I want to expand on it because I, I think it's actually an important conversation to have. And, uh, you know, I want to start by first talking about why I would like to see the Olympics happen this year. Last year, a year ago, last March, as soon as this pandemic started and people were talking about, oh, you know, two, eight, two weeks to curb the, uh, two weeks to curb the pandemic, I, 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 I said at the time, the Olympics aren't happening. The Olympics shouldn't happen. This is a communicable disease spread through the air. This doesn't make a lot of sense. We also knew very little about the disease at the time. And so very, very early on, last March uh, 2020, I was talking about that, you know, they, they shouldn't happen. I remember having Stephanie Zaza on, who used to work at the CDC, and asked her that question. And she said at the time, uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good. And it didn't look good. It should, they shouldn't have happened last year. They postponed them for 2021. And at the time, if you remember, everybody assumed that, that, that by 2021, summer of 2021, oh, this would be this would be well past us and there'd be no issue whatsoever. Of course, the Olympics is going to happen. And certainly I was in that camp. I, I, I figured that enough people would have gotten it. Uh, we would have had vaccine rollout. That, that, that there would be a path to holding the Olympics in 2021. That was and continues to be the position of the International Olympic Committee, that there are ways to hold this safely and that this can and will go forward. Organizers in Japan are saying the same exact thing. The reason that I would love for there to be an Olympic Games Beyond my fandom, I, I've been a fan of the Summer Olympics in particular since 1984. I watch a ton of them. I, I was a track and field runner. I loved watching Carl Lewis and Florence Griffith the Joiner, and then Greg Louganis winning even before he came out, banging his head and on the, the, the diving board years later and winning gold. I've been a fan of the Olympics. Separate from that, the big reason, and I've said this before, that I would like to see an Olympic Games is the power it can have to elevate the profiles in conversation about LGBTQ athletes. I talked last week and I've written about the transgender athletes who are aiming for the Olympic Games and, and the, the incredible power that they could have, the, the elevation of their visibility can have for the conversation about trans athletes. I had talked about seven athletes at the time. We've learned of two more athletes who are trans, who are aiming for a spot in Tokyo in the Olympic and Paralympic Games. Uh, 
So it, it's to me the the possibility of the Olympic Games elevating the conversation around the work I've committed the last twenty years of my life doing. It's important. I I I would like to see that happen. Beyond the trans athletes, there are many other LGBTQ athletes who will be at the Olympic Games. We 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 believe that there will be at least 100 out athletes at the Games. And we've been sharing that 100 number for, gosh, over a year, maybe two years now. I now believe that that number is going to be considerably more than 100. I think 100 is a conservative estimate. And the reason I think that is because I'm just doing just quick, general, off-the-top-of-my-head lists of who has a shot, who's already made it, and it's 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 like uh, throwing a dart at the side of a barn. Like everywhere I look, there's another out athlete who's qualified, and so many more, particularly in women's soccer and women's softball and uh, women's basketball, where we expect to see a lot more. In, in Rio, 20% of all the out athletes were just from women's soccer, and I think that number could be even higher, and there's going to be a lot of out women in women's soccer. Plus, I already know, again, just off the top of my head, not really doing any deep dives, I already know of six out men who are going to be in Tokyo. In Rio, there were only a total of 11. I think that number will be in the 20 to 30 range. So I think you're just going to see uh, a lot more athletes who are are publicly out uh, being at these Tokyo games and that is enticing to me uh, talking to different athletes about not just the example that out athletes have to the public but just out athletes being there and and I remember talking to an athlete about conversations that he had with athletes in Iran where you could be put to death for being gay uh, it's, it's it, that's it, that's an amazing opportunity that simply gets missed by not having the Olympics happen. So, again, last year, I supported, talked about the 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 Olympics being postponed. Uh, they needed to be postponed. This year, I'm I am hoping that they happen. Now, one of the reasons that I would like to see it happen and, and why my perspective has changed. It's, it's not just because of the number of people who've had it, the you know building toward herd immunity, but we know a lot more about this disease. And absolutely, what, one of the things that we should be continuing to do is protect people who are the most vulnerable. And we know a lot about who those people are. They're older. Uh, people who are overweight have a higher chance of, of ending up in the hospital or dying, particularly people who are obese. And you know what there's not a lot of at the Olympic Games? People who are senior citizens or people who are obese. And we should be going out of our way to to protect those people. 
And at the same time, there are, there are people who are just not at a very high risk of, of, of contracting the disease or having bad repercussions from it. And we know that people who are under 40 and not obese are of extremely low risk of, of dying or being hospitalized from the disease. Extremely low. And so, you know, the question about the athletes being at risk, they're at very little risk. When you add to that the access to vaccines, it goes down even exponentially more. So for me, it's, 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 it's easy to put together a collection of uh, fit, athletic, a well-conditioned athletes in their teens and 20s. The question, of course, is the impact that it's going to have on the host country and the host cities. And within Japan and within Tokyo, we've seen polls come out, say the majority of people polled say this isn't a good idea. Uh, when you look at the, the numbers on the COVID cases, deaths, actual cases, the numbers in Japan have been very low. The, the number of deaths from COVID in the country so far has been about 90 per 1 million people. That's, that's really low. And you know, there, are, there are plenty of other causes of death that would be higher than that um, over the course of a year and a half. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't take this extremely seriously. Not a lot of people in Japan have had COVID. We've seen this from a lot of island nations that, that had an easier time uh, kind of separating themselves, quarantining themselves from the rest of the world. And a lot of them did that very thing. New Zealand, Australia, various island countries in the South Pacific were able to kind of wall themselves off during the pandemic. Japan was able to, and again, not, you know, not perfectly, but better equipped than like the United States or France or Italy to do that. And of course, the only concern is not the, the effects on the host country, but, but all of the countries that these athletes are going to go back to seems to me that the easy solution there is quarantining, testing and quarantining. No matter what country somebody is going back to, they can stay in a hotel or they can isolate uh, in, even in their own home for two weeks um, while they're getting tested and making sure that they don't bring the disease back home with them. That, that part seems really easy to tackle to me. And, and of course, for every athlete, there are, some, there are some coaches and support staff. But again, you're talking about in some of the smaller countries that may have fewer resources, a handful of people. In the United States, you're talking about thousands and thousands of people. But this seems like a manageable part of the equation. You know, there is, again, that the power of quarantining. We, we, we know that if you isolate yourself from everyone else for two weeks and you test negative throughout that, you're good to go. 
So, and you know, one of the things that I am cognizant of is that, oh, it, you know, it's very easy for an American to sit in his living room and watch the television and tell these other countries they have to just deal with athletes coming home. Um, I, I completely get that. I, I, you know, we don't want our Olympic athletes uh, or the Olympic movement to be a burden on other countries, particularly countries that just have fewer resources than the United States has. And it very well may be that some countries opt to not engage. North Korea, which is an extremely isolated country as it is, has already said they're not going to Tokyo. And of course, we don't really know what the COVID situation is in North Korea, but the number of people coming in and out of North Korea just isn't very high to begin with. And some, some countries may decide that they are going to opt out of the Olympics this time around. And that's certainly, you know, and I know there are American athletes who have been picked to participate who have said, Matt, nope, not going to do that. And you got to respect that. I respect that. I'm a big New England Patriots fan. Last year, nine of the players, uh, that's almost 20% of the team, opted to sit out the season because of their their fear of the disease, um, you know, for their family. And you, you got to respect that, respect individual, um, individual choices. It, it goes back to my longstanding thoughts on Olympic boycotts. If someone wants to boycott the Olympics individually, that more power to them, I completely support that. But, you know, entire countries deciding for the athletes that they, they, they are not going to go... I don't love it with the boycott conversation, and I don't, I don't love it here. You know, it's some of these athletes, they, their lifelong dreams have been to get to the Olympics. Uh, you look at Michael Gunning, who, oh my gosh, to, to, to represent his country, uh, Jamaica, in the Olympic Games as an out gay man would be an absolute dream for him. And if he's able to qualify and take that away from him, I just, uh, God, that doesn't, that doesn't feel very good at all. It may take some necessary sacrifices on his part. And Olympic athletes already sacrifice a ton to represent their country. They're largely underpaid um, or not paid at all. But at the end of the day, I, I do believe that the International Olympic Committee and National Olympic Committees can get this right. And that we can have an Olympic Games. That is an incredible source of inspiration for people, no matter what country they're from, for the LGBTQ community, for the conversation about trans athletes. And so that's, that's why, why a year ago, I, if the Olympics tried to, tried to be held a year ago, I would have absolutely opposed it. But I think that today, I think it's, it's legitimate to host the Olympic Games. We have seen tennis tournaments, major tennis tournaments. We've seen the Super Bowl. Uh, we've seen golf tournaments. We've seen all these things that we keep being told are, you know, could be super spreader events and they end up not being super spreader events. Uh, so I, I, I think that, you know, with the, uh, with there not being fans um, from other countries, maybe there won't be fans from Japan. I do think the Olympic Games are a source are they going to be a real source of, of joy and, and pride? And I think that's something that we're sorely needing right now. Uh, talking to Jim Bazinski, 
he he's commented that well it just doesn't feel like an olympic year there isn't a lot of excitement um and he's right there's just there's just not mm-hmm. a great buzz right now for the uh, olympic games but that's the way it is every four years it's not until two three weeks out that nbc starts its full court press and people start you start seeing tons of commercials and you, you really start to see the push for the Olympic Games. And people will get excited. Come July 4th, after July 4th, on the weeks leading up to it, people will become excited. And the world and the country, the United States, will get totally engrossed in the Olympic Games. It, it will happen. It's going to happen. So I, even though it may be hard to see right now that this is a really a really good thing that can happen hosting Olympic Games in Tokyo. Uh, I think that once the games get started, that's how it will feel. Um, the, the last part that I will mention is that going back all the way to the very beginning, these polls in Japan, people in Japan, a lot of people don't want this to happen. And I think that does have to be taken into account. You know, how do you, again, what I said at the beginning, how do you keep the people in Japan safe? How do you make sure that those people who don't want to be put at risk aren't at risk? There was a report last week that 10,000 volunteers have decided to um, pull back from their commitment to volunteer. And again, you got to respect that. Um, The International Olympic Committee and the Olympic Games can't figure out how to host a, a multi-billion dollar event without some volunteers, there's reason number 72 to look again at how the Olympics are structured. So that's, that's my line of thinking on this. I do respect other people coming from different positions on this. Um, it, it, there has been a lot of fear uh, built out out there about this disease and about what it can do. And I completely understand where people are coming from and, and respect that. And I hope that for the athletes who do end up going to Tokyo, I, I, I hope that they are able to put this out of their mind for a couple of weeks and just and become Olympians. Because for a lot of them, it is the culmination of a a life of hard work. Anyhow, I appreciate you taking a listen. Uh, We're going to be covering the Olympics more and more and more as we get closer to them at OutSports. We will have wall-to-wall coverage for the two weeks of the Olympic Games and and then for the Paralympic Games afterward covering Team LGBTQ and all the out-athletes and all the issues that arise in Tokyo. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.